Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Wow, that was quick. Happy Monday. (laughs) We're back. And we're back. So today we're going to do, so I just posted actually on Instagram not too long ago Mm -hmm. on Rebel Amuse on our story, um, a ready, set, go. Ask us questions. DM us some questions. And um, I love these, by the way. Q&A are like my favorite. I know. They're my favorite too, although it kind of puts me on the spot, even though we have time to think about our answers. It's not like a, what did you call it? Like a lightning round? Well, I think that's why I love it so much. It's more like an interview. Mm. Mm. It's more like an it's more like an interview, and uh, I'm used to those. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, so we got a couple of questions, and I also looked Pat because I just posted this maybe an hour or two ago. Right. Uh, we got a few DMs, but I also looked into some that I just kind of had hanging out there that we haven't responded yet. Okay. So. Here we go. Oh, fine. We just jump right into we're gonna it, right? d- We're just going to jump in because the first one, I actually have two people ask basically the, se- the same thing. Okay. So the question is, what is this spell botanical stuff I keep seeing you post about? And the other person asked, what's up with the lube? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we can do two bird thing here with, Look, with if this you, one. If you have to ask, oh, it's what up with the lube, not what is lube. Oh, what's up with the oh, lube? Oh, what's up with the lube? What's up with the lube? All right. <laughs> okay, well, let's answer this person Technically thoroughly. Technically called a personal lubricant, but I like what's up with the lube. lube. Yes. Okay, so um, for this question, mm-hmm. long story short, Spell Botanicals is a company that I created um, a few years back after going through um, clinical master herbalism um, schooling. What school was that? At NHI, National Healing Natural Healing Institute of Naturopathy. That's a mouthful. Right. <laughs> this early right. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why I want to throw it at you like that. Thanks. And that was the school down at Encinitas. I went there once for the um the the tapping. Yes. Okay, perfect. I got it. Yes, NHI. Uh-huh. So herbalism is one of my extreme passions. I've always loved um, plants and flowers and herbs and and how you can heal yourself with them. And going through this schooling has been just an eye-opener, and I've fallen even more in love with botanicals. So I created this company, and it's basically, it's a skincare line. Everything is organic. Okay. Every single um, herb, flower, oil, um, even the hyaluronic serum that I use, all of the ingredients are completely organic. And everything is oil-based besides the serum, which I'll talk about after, but everything is oil-based. And the reason why it's oil-based is you can either create something that's uh, a lotion or a balm or um, something that foams up like a cleanser when when you use it, but you have to include either a surfactant, which makes it foamy, or some sort of emollient to make it um, a, a lotion consistency. You are such a nerd. It's so hot right now. <laughs> oh, amazing. Okay, go on. Thanks. And nothing that I could find would meet my standards of complete organic uh, botanicals, basically. So you were, you were kind of forced to make this for you. Right, right, because I really wanted to 
expand the line and do something with a lotion. Cause I think a lot of people are more familiar with using lotions and more comfortable with using lotions mm-hmm. than they are the with just, with just oils. Um, also it's hard to, well, it, I don't want to say it's hard now. I think people are really opening up to the idea. It's been a challenge though, in the beginning when I started this to get people comfortable with just using oil to cleanse the skin instead of using something that makes it foamy and, and squeaky. squeaky yeah, because clean. when people think about like oil, they don't think clean because they think they oily like, skin. They think like pepperoni pizza or something like that. Yeah. They think they have to, um, cleanse and squeaky clean the oil off of their face, right? which in turn is, you know, that, that creates issues in the long term anyway. You're right. Well, that's like the Noxzema generation. Remember that stuff you put it on your yeah. face and it would just burn. You know, I never used it. Oh. I remember the commercials though. She was super hot. Noxzema girl. Yeah. But I mean, that's like the, like, like that's the nineties Noxzema. I'm talking like, like yeah. I remember Noxzema when my mom used to have it in like the bath in the, in the bathroom. Uh-huh. You put that on your face and it'd be like this kind of like cooling sensation. And you're I'm thinking you're thinking of Vicks vapor rub. No, no. My dad used to eat that stuff though. Eat he, it? Yeah. He used to eat it so gnarly. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, you, you, you're right because I would never think about oil on oil if my skin was oily why would i use oil but i guess there's a fire fight fire with fire kind of thing that you would (laughs) that you would implement here yeah yeah sure okay yes in a way that is definitely accurate um if you strip all of your skin of oil then your body wants to produce more so it overcompensates for Mm. it and when your body overcompensates your sebaceous glands put out too much oil this is when you um, have some issues with you know impurities in your pores and and when you use oil based products then you're you're nourishing your skin Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to say that using oil for a really oily face is the solution for every single person however I do always recommend try it try it and see at least for a week maybe two weeks and Mm -hmm. see how your skin responds and so basically I got into this and, and created all of these oil-based products. And what I, what I do is I create infusions. So you can do this in two ways. You can do a, a longer term where you basically put it in a big jar and shake it up for six weeks or so, or you can use a little bit of heat. And I find these amazing ingredients and I chose every single one that I chose for each product um, has a multitude of of healing properties. Right. It's like finding those supplements that take care of a lot of, mm-hmm. of things within the body. You're yeah. finding like herbs and, and these ingredients. Flowers, botanicals, right. specific oils for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I created these products and um, I am really, really happy with the line that I have now. And I just rebranded. Um, very excited because I, I created my own logo and I'm not artistically inclined, um, especially when it comes to, uh, computers, I would say actually anywhere, but, but I did it and I was very proud because I was looking for somebody to create my logo for me and oh my gosh, there's so many people out there and they're very expensive and I, I didn't exactly know what I wanted. So I thought I would probably be wasting someone's time or paying a lot of money to try to figure it out with, with that Mm -hmm. creator. So I just dove into it one day and created it myself and I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. Congratulations. Thank you. Not to say that this is the end all be all of my, of my logo and my branding. Right. It's just where you find yourself now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
So um, that in a nutshell is Spell Botanicals. Now, oh, also I just want to say that I do cook everything with the moon cycles. So during the moon cycle, whether it's new moon or full moon, certain botanicals are a lot more powerful, even if they've been um, dried. Right. So wild crafting and drying them yourself, of course, is is ideal. Um, but I buy all of my botanicals from a very, very high quality, well-sourced company that is, um, they're, they're very strategic in where they find all of their botanicals. So they're, they're really good company and cooking with the moon cycles. And then I Reiki heal everything. So I infuse it with healing energy. So it is very, um, woo woo very witchy yeah but you gotta keep in mind like but people are catching on yeah we're living in a time and space area right now where everyone is woo woo Mm -hmm. like everyone's going woo woo because it works there's a there's a whole reason more like woo hoo (laughs) i I was talking to drew from from art of enzo yesterday talking about how you know people are catching on he was asking a question about about spell Mm -hmm. and i said in the very beginning you know, people would say, oh, that's cute. You cook with the moon cycle. That's so cute. Now people are really excited about it. Mm-hmm. They're asking questions. Wow, why do you do that? So I think a, there's a lot of, there is a lot of organic skincare out there right now, which is exciting. Um, and what do I do to keep it, to, to stand out from the crowd? I would say all of my cooking with the moon cycles, the very specific properties that I choose these botanicals for what what they do and the love and care that I put into everything and I have very very high standards of what I include and literally you could put everything I make on a salad if you wanted to yeah I mean you could eat everything all the ingredients are transparent there's no fillers nothing that you couldn't eat which brings me to the lube that one of you asked about (laughs) you can actually throw that lube on your salad as well if you really wanted to <laughs> when we're out of olive oil one day hey i got something guys <laughs> oh my gosh by the way let's just break this down you yeah. just said you can throw that lube on your salad absolutely oh my gosh <laughs> oh my mind is going hey everywhere in right a now. pinch you're out of olive oil which we are by in the a way. pinch toss a salad <laughs> oh my God. right oh you're that just, was a good one i'm telling you i walked you, into that one i know Okay, so the lube is my very new product that I just launched. Um, well, I've had a few of my friends try it out. Well, I don't, I don't know how they tried it out, but I, <laughs> g- I gave them samples. You should get the report, actually. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is product research that we're talking about here. So, so tell me about your experience. Right. Yeah. Speaking of which, since you know you started this uh, spell botanical because you were looking for. Um, products that you felt good a loop that using. i could also put on yeah. my salad yeah. well i guess that's going to be next monday's podcast we'll keep you posted how the love lubed work <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so this one's called love spell and i'm really excited because i found an herb called damiana and it is a magical witchy herb very very feminine in its qualities mm-hmm. but it's really good for all genders and what I mean by that is um, it's not just, well, let me back up a little bit. First of all, it's an aphrodisiac. So it was used, I mean, all the way back into the Mayan and the Inca. There's reports of this Damiana growing in South America and in, and in Mexico. And they use it 
in a tea or make an alcohol out of it, a liqueur out of it. And it has high aphrodisiac properties for all genders. So not just specifically potency for the penis or, um, you know, lubrication for the vagina. It's, it has really good potency for, for all genders. Nice. All the way around. All the way around. And using it topically, it brings oxygen to the area that it's applied to. So if you can imagine, if you have oxygen flowing and blood flowing to your um your nether regions Mm -hmm. then it would create more stimulation yeah so not only is an is it an aphrodisiac but it's also um, a topical stimulant i'm in yeah oh yeah yeah, i know (laughs) and so with that being said we have damiana is one of the herbs that i use and then i use a mixture of rose petals rose buds and rose hips and for the skin, rose and rose hips are, are so nourishing. It's considered the, the fountain of youth, right? Ooh, so you okay. would, it was really funny because rose, the scent and the, the oils and everything, back in the day when I was a kid, you always see like moms and, and the older women around you Rose is really big back in the 70s and 80s. Okay. And it was always for, I'm doing finger quotes here, mature skin. And so I was like, ew, I don't want mature skin. So I, when I was a teenager in 20s, I'm like, no, that's for old people. And now, <laughs> now that just, I'm an old person, oh my gosh. I'm like, ooh, rose is like the best thing ever. <laughs> but that, that term for mature skin, right? Ugh. Anyway, my branding, my marketing is not going to say that. Let me tell you what. So rose has always been considered the love flower, the love herb, the love botanical. It induces a sense of sensuality, of um, of compassion, of self-compassion and unconditional love. I mean, it's always been this for, for just historically for so many different cultures. And as a topical, it's really good, high quality and antioxidants for the skin. So it is like a fountain of youth wow. for the skin. So imagine putting, oh, and I use a base of sweet almond, which is just an amazing um, nutrient-rich moisturizer. So everything is infused at the proper uh, formula and the proper levels. Or quantities, I guess I would say. Oh, better. Yeah. And anyway, so you can use this as a, you know, after the shower, complete nutrient-dense moisturizer, which, I mean, it smells so good. Also, I don't add any... um, aromatherapy or essential oils in anything I make. Why not? It's not necessary Mm -hmm. because I want just the power of the botanicals, the smell of the botanicals to be, um, to be enjoyed as is. Right. Instead of perfumed up or anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with essential oils, but for mine, I really want the botanicals to be, to be full force. Nice. Yeah. To be the stars basically. Not only that, it's just like, it's from the earth, all the things that you're using from there. Not saying that essential oils are, but you're not trying to mask any kind of thing any in any way. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I actually want to say something about that, but let me get back to this. Okay. So the uses, you can use it as a personal lubricant. You can use it for um, just a salad dressing, mm-hmm. an all-over moisturizer, or um, a massage oil. Huh. It's a really good central massage oil too, for yourself or for others. Cool. Yeah, so that one is called Love Spell. New product. I have a small batch that is ready to ship right now, and I'll be, I'll be cooking up some more with the Moon Cycle soon. Hey, congratulations by the way for taking things into your own hands. Meaning Thank you. you can't find a product that you wanted, so you did the research, you mm-hmm. did the studying, you took the classes, 
And then you made what you wanted for you. And not only that, that's always the best when you're you're actually getting orders from other people who have gone through that mm-hmm. situation, but now they they have a product that's going to help them out. You basically just did all the work. Mm, yeah, thank you. I have very interesting skin, I would say. I'm not going to say mature skin, but sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's dry, and then hormonally I'll I'll have breakouts, and so there's really no rhyme or reason of of you know what my skin is going to do at any given time, and that's why I've created these these particular oils um, that work really well with with all kinds of skin yeah right. yeah and so you said something else too you wanted to go back there i oh, said masking. Yeah. yeah okay so there's one oil that i make it's a face oil called nourish and i use in nourish there is a base of sweet almond olive there's calendula chamomile rose petals and buds and rose hips and then I also add in um, rosehip seed oil, so another very potent rosehip seed, rosehip seed oil. So mm-hmm. I do actual rosehips and then rosehip seeds. Okay. And then wild-crafted French carrot seed. So just a few drops. Uh, I put maybe 10 drops of it. Now, again, this is not a, an essential oil. This is an actual skin oil that I use. It's very, very hard. Have you ever seen a carrot seed? Um, I've never seen a rose with hips. <laughs> So no, I have not seen a carrot seed either. Me neither. Uh-huh. Right. So you can imagine this, this oil is very, very hard to come by. So right, right. a tiny little thing of it is extremely expensive and it's so potent and powerful. It has a perfect balance between vitamins A, C, and E, mm-hmm. all magical antioxidants. Yeah, I know that. Against free radicals. Yeah. So this perfect balance. So wildcrafted French carrot seed oil and that smell is very earthy. It is intense. And the amount that I put in there, which is, you know, I'm I'm doing my fingers like a little pincher dropper thing Mm -hmm. that much. (laughs) It creates this smell, which I think it's really good. But a lot of people say, oh, what is that smell in the oil? Because it is very earthy. That is the carrot seed. Okay, but it's not like patchouli kind of smell. It's like, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. not at it's, all. It's okay. And after people get used to it and they 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 use it, that is one of my most popular products. Is the is the Nourish face oil, and I particularly use that one at night, and I use the Glow in the morning because it's a little bit lighter. It doesn't have the olive, mm-hmm. and the um, people that were hesitant because of the carrot seed smell, that earthiness, now they love it. They crave it. They, I drink that stuff. My skin drinks it up. I put so. it on my salad. Right. <laughs> but, uh, what should I, we use today? Right. Lube or nourish? Well, to tell you the salad. truth, I, I have been witness to all of these um, testimonials, especially mm-hmm. when we go to like Yoga Oceanside. Mm-hmm. And then you have so much, because that's, I think that's the first place you started selling it was your, mm-hmm. your old yoga studio. Yeah. And everyone would just be like, so when is this coming? When is this coming? When do you have more of this? When do you have more of this? So it's really exciting for me to be able to like watch you do this as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Some pretty amazing ladies out there that buy that. Thank you all, by the way. Yeah. Thank you for that question. Yeah. Okay. So next one. Let me yeah. see. I have a couple of pages here. Um, Jeez, really? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you ever get annoyed with, oh, okay, so I, apparently this is to me. Okay. They didn't say, but it's obvious. Do you ever get annoyed with people asking to take photos with Kaleo when you're out? <laughs> <laughs> Good question, guys. No, the answer is, I'll, t- I'll answer this for you. The answer, what? Is, the answer is no. You're too busy taking the photos because you're so gracious. 
I am the yeah. photographer. You are always okay, taking the photo. I want to tell you a funny story though, okay. listeners out there. So we were at, um, we were at closer to the sun this year, okay. last year in December and the sweet family, it was a husband and a wife, I think like a teenage daughter and two little kids or something. And they, you know, when you're walking around closer to the sun, it's such an amazing festival. First of all, all the bands that Slightly Stupid brings in, they're all friends and it's it's like going to camp. It's so fun. Then the vibe there with all of the people, all the guests at the, the festival are so gracious and everyone's having a good time. So you walk around from place to place, concert to concert, restaurant to restaurant and people stop you and take photos. It's just what we, it's just what you do. And so first of all, no, I don't get annoyed. But second of all, this particular family was so cute. The woman, they're all getting ready to take a photo with Kaleo. And I think she was nervous and she said to me, because I was going to take the photo, she handed me the camera and she goes, oh my gosh, you're probably so used to being ignored all the time. Oh my God. (laughs) And I just went, uh, I didn't even know what to say. And then her face got, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) say cheese. Just kidding. I took a photo of myself. (laughs) Myself. Yeah. But it was, it was so sweet. She, she got embarrassed. I mean, she didn't mean to say that. I knew what she was saying, you know, like, oh, I don't know. Anyway, it was, it was pretty cute. You are the most patient and really good photographer, actually, when it comes to, to all of those. Thank you. I'm very thorough. If you yeah. ever ask me to take a photo of, of you and Kaleo, I will make sure you get all the angles and the bright lighting. So. Yes. So, uh, so the answer to that question is <laughs> is just ask Melanie to take the photo. But <laughs> but pretty soon after Spell Botanicals blows up, I'll be doing the same thing. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all all right, right. Next question. Let's see. Um, okay. What's up with the lube? Oh, here. Are there only couples at your retreats? Is it only women? Absolutely not. Nope. No. In fact, eventually I will be doing, and I might do one um, possibly this summer when Kaleo's gone, a women's retreat out in Joshua Tree. So keep posted on that. Um, And we will possibly be doing a couple's retreat in the future if we find a venue that is very conducive for, for all couples. But all of our offerings right now are open to anyone. Everyone. Anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're right. That's really nice. In the future, we could get specific on a couple of things. Yeah, we couples could. retreats right. like that movie. <laughs> yeah, well, no, not like that movie. Not like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. not like with Claude. Claude. But um, we should definitely uh, keep it open for for singles, couples, and just kind of like craft our future retreats in yeah. these kind of situations, so we can offer more of a uh, offer more menu items. And so whatever you're resonating with, or whatever you want to be a part of, we yeah. can have those. Well, we've had retreats where it's been a lot of couples and maybe one or two. Um, solo women, I don't want to say single women, but solo women. Um, and they had the best time. Oh, everyone every, has the best time. Yeah. That's not a problem. The not a problem at all. And we've so had fun. a really good mix before. What I really love about the, the guests that we have on our retreats, and if you're listening out there, we just love you guys so much. We have so many repeat retreaters and just gracious energy of everyone that comes on retreat. But what I love is that everyone holds space for the other guests. And this last retreat, I don't know if it was the first one or the second one or both, gosh, up in San Luis Obispo, we usually do check-in between two and three. And so I go around and we'll go around and show everybody the, the space and get them set up in their rooms. By the time we were done greeting everybody, 
the rest of the group was already like best friends. They were buzzing. Yeah. Not like on booze, like on life. Yeah. Right. They're already best friends. They're already talking about, um, you know, what they had in common, what they didn't have in common, just everything. I mean, now, and then you see, okay, for example, check this out. Hmm. I went down to go pick up coffee for us two blocks away, guys, right down the street. And I ran into... This is today. This is this morning. Okay. I ran into Stefania and Vicky, who didn't know Past each other right. from before the retreat. And Vicky lives up in San Juan Capistrano, yep. and Stefania is down in Encinitas, and they decided to meet halfway okay. and have coffee right near our house. And they didn't even know where we lived. And I mean, that's just how cool people form these relationships with others at our retreats that are so long lasting, whether you're a couple, a solo person, male, female, whatever gender, it's been pretty beautiful to see. Oh yeah. I mean like, look at like a Casey and Mark Longnecker. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just communicate all the time Yeah, and for for the whole year. And then they see each other again every year. They're there every year. Yeah. Right. And it's really fun to see, well, actually, it's it's just simply beautiful to see where, you know, the female rivalry, th- okay, I'm going to, I'm going to step on my soapbox a little bit here. Ooh, <laughs> soapbox. In my opinion, I think that this whole female rivalry thing that has been going on for a really long time is, you know, stems from this patriarchal society where it is... Um, you know, pitching the women against each other. It has to be a competition. And to see all of the people on our retreats so uplifting and supporting everyone, all the, the women supporting each other when they're going through something, when they're crying, when they're sharing something, um, just, you know, walking by each other and saying, you look beautiful. You know, whatever it is, just seeing this. And, and, and I, you know, I see it all the time because I'm surrounded by incredible women but to see it in such a very um concentrated consolidated closed space it's it's pretty beautiful awesome and supporting each other throughout the year you know with everything and with men i think men that are attracted to coming on retreat and doing an experience like this unless they've been you know forced to by by a family member or something you never know but at the end of the retreat what they come out with you see this this um this strong but soft energy where they're supporting the other men they're supporting other couples they're supporting women i think it's just beautiful Everyone just comes together and and it's a, a community of support and love. 100% agree, which is why I'm so excited that, you know, we, we're getting the momentum to have more and more retreats. Because after you leave a retreat, you go on this body, uh, mental, spiritual high. Mm-hmm. And I it's think- so, it, you know what it is? I know what the high is caused from. It's caused from like an abundance of love. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but... a this freedom that you're able to speak of things that you normally wouldn't in your day to day or in your, um, in your environment that you you usually find yourself in. These retreats give you that perfect opportunity to get away from your norm just so you can explore the next greatest version of you. Mm-hmm. And, and this question was, um, actually DM'd to us by a man. Oh. And wondering if it was just couples and if it was just women. And, 
you know, I think men who are attracted to this, this work, right. Cause it's all inner work mm-hmm. are, um, an integ- integral part of the shift that's happening. Awesome. And so I completely celebrate that. So to answer your question, no, anybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome on our retreats. That's interesting. That, that just kind of inspired me to do a men's retreat. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. really think you should. Okay. All yeah. right. I like this. <laughs> All right. For Kaleo, what is the best concert you've ever been to? Oh, shit. <laughs> these are just always like, I always get these questions and they're so, I mean, uh, all right. <laughs> Do you want me to move on? No, no. Okay. No, if you, seriously, if you put the time to ask a question, yeah. no matter how difficult it is, I want to answer it. So okay. this is a difficult question. Well, we might have to do a part two then because okay. we have a okay. bunch. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, okay, we'll do a part two. Uh, okay, but to, to get to this one, I'm going to say that today and today only, I will tell you that the best concert I've ever been to in my entire life would have to be 2006. The Red Hot Chili Peppers at Lollapalooza in Chicago. Oh, that was so fun. It's They were just firing. And this was before they dropped Stadium Arcadium, I believe. Uh-huh. But they were prepping. And they just... The, the show was devastatingly good. It was so fun. Now, what was yeah. great, too, is we played earlier that day mm-hmm. on a much smaller stage and uh, build much smaller. But I remember because we played there, and this is why it's my favorite concert. Because we played there, we were had we had these passes that would get us into the the zones where you could only get into zones if you were an artist. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to watch the Red Hot Chili Peppers being one of my favorite bands. I mean, Blood Sugar Sex Magic is still one of my top five albums of all time. Watching them from the artist uh, areas, and that's why it was so vivid, and it just blew me away. And at that time in life, too, we used to get pumped by going on stage as Pepper. We used to watch live at Slane Castle mm-hmm. by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and we used to get so jacked. It was like it was like watching surf movies before you went to go surf. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like watching momentum before you actually paddled out. And so it was just a time and space where it was just so magical. And so today only, I will say that is my favorite concert that I've ever been to. I love it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What pisses you off the most? <laughs> and what do you do about it? Are there tools you can share when you get angry? What pisses me off the most is this motorcycle that keeps going by when we <laughs> podcast. Like Seriously, we haven't heard him in... Weeks. A, yeah, in weeks. <laughs> we sit down on a Monday to do a podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, podcasters. Yeah, it really is yeah. that. Uh, okay that. okay what what makes what was the question what makes me angriest the Wait, most let me grab it yeah, what yeah. pisses you off the most oh, and what do off. you do about it are there tools you can share when you get angry mm. wow these are okay okay uh i'll go first for this one yeah you can take it oh really i think i talked a lot about spell okay okay <laughs> about all, right, lube. I'll, all right i'll take it what pisses me off the most i would say what pisses me off the most are the little inconvenient things that happen when I'm trying to do something that I need to do, especially in a time period, like a designated time period. Mm-hmm. But if there's like, okay, perfect example. If I am working uh, on, in the studio, right? And then something happens where maybe a, 
a program that I'm using crashes. So now I have to divert my attention from the project that I was working on to go figure out why it keeps crashing and how to prevent it so I can resume again. Ugh, detours. Like those detours detours in the middle of the night coming home from LA. So detours are the thing that pisses me off the most. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now that that's established, what I do... To, to get through it was the second mm-hmm. part of the question. What I do to get through it or, or how do I minimize the pissed offness that I'm feeling at Ooh, these like detours? Yeah. Pissed offness. Yeah. Is, is this. Okay. What can I learn from this? So maybe if there's like this uh, situation where um, I can't work because something crashed and, and now what can I learn from it? How can I slow myself down in it? How can I find the gratitude for it? Now that is a bitch too. Because if you can thank something like a detour, all of a sudden you take away its power and you put it back with you and then you can ease into that moment. Because if you are just combative, you're just going to bring more of that combative energy. But if you actually pause, appreciate, yeah, not easy, appreciate work in progress, appreciate and give gratitude for the situation that detoured you, now you have a better feeling place. And if I can feel better in any place that I find myself, I know I'm going in the right direction. I love that. Pause and appreciate. Yeah. But even though it's something that you would never normally pause and appreciate for. Mm-hmm. This is a whole thing. It's a, it's a chink in the armor. It's, it's like, it's, it's a bad situation. But if you can just pause. It's pratipaksha bhavanam. Yeah. Practice. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's the, the main tool. It's my, it's my to-go. It's my multi-tool. I would hmm. say that I, I could actually implement that in, in different areas. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Okay. These are some great questions. Okay. Um, okay. Seems like you guys are always on the move. <laughs> 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 Understatement. Do you ever take time to just rest? Okay. So yes. Every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and even, I mean, oh my gosh, we're on season four of Outlander. <laughs> that's been fun and restful. That is kind of a, that's kind of a rest and we have a two episode maximum yeah although yeah. we watched three last night yeah i know that's like it's very sneaky of you i know yeah i know Mel- melanie will just jump right ahead because now there's like that button on netflix that just you know, go directly to next episode kind of thing yeah like and he I'll won't know like that a, it's yeah. ending i'm like oh my gosh look over there oh wow this is a really so long one <laughs> slippery just so slippery okay back to the question yeah. seems like you guys are always on the move do you ever take time to just rest mm. yes we do we do although um i think let's see i don't know it was a few podcasts ago when i was getting pretty real and vulnerable about um, my freak out and my anxiety after I sold the yoga studio about what I should do next. And I felt like I was continuously filling my, my day with needing to hustle, needing to figure it out. I'd wake up in the middle of the night going, okay, what am I going to do? Because I've always, I've always worked and, and oh my gosh, I'm working even more now, but it's passion projects. It's things I love to do. I feel very, very fulfilled. I was fulfilled with the studio as well, but it was also, I knew how much money I was going to make every month. Yeah. Now I don't. Mm-hmm. And so there's a big fear around that. So, you know, and society has conditioned us to be afraid of falling behind, uh, becoming irrelevant, going in debt, going in debt, mm-hmm. all the things. Right. And 
we always need to be hustling. And so being afraid of that, um, that rest, it's important to be aware of that. And I think in the very beginning, when I, a few months ago, when I did sell the studio, I was afraid of that rest, afraid of that pause, afraid of um, falling behind, you know, all the, all the things. And the unknown. And the unknown, right. of course. Mm-hmm. And now that I've kind of gotten into my groove and, you know, I'm creating, I'm writing curriculum for the teacher training or creating these workshops and offerings. And I feel like I'm, I'm um, not ahead of the game in any sense, but I have a plan and a focus mm. for expansion for the year, right? Our right. words that I don't feel like I'm on, I'm scratching at the surface and trying to like run on this wheel of what are those little animals called? Hamsters. Yes. Those guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, I can rest a little bit and, and take a break and take a pause and really focus my intention. So um, with that being said, yes, we do take time out to just rest. Although because we both work from home when Cleo's on, not on tour, um, it is really easy for us to wake up, do our morning things and dive into work until it's time for dinner. And so we do remind ourselves, let's go for a walk. Let's get out in nature. Let's take a break. We use our time cube. We do time batching. Um, we also take time to not work on one day or at least for an afternoon and just get out and have some fun. Well, the funny thing is, is this work and play thing, they're not separate for, mm-hmm. for us. Like we work, like we don't have nine to fives. So we have 24 sevens. Yeah. And so, but when you're inspired or how about this? When inspiration happens to you and it ignites you to take inspired action, then you're ready for it any time of day. So if I have something, if I have like a, a melody that hits me at 3 a.m., I don't look at it as a curse. I look at it as a blessing. I look at it as a visitation. I look at it as inspiration visiting me and it will get me up out of bed. And I, I am the hugest proponent for the best sleep you can get. But on the other hand, too, because this is um, our work play kind of life, I will get up, I will go record this melody and, you know, go back to bed when when it's finished. So to have the I would say hmm, to have the understanding that when something inspirational happens and it inspires me to take action, I'm going to do that. Um, no matter if we're in the middle of watching something or we're having a dinner I love to take, you know, um, that time for the appreciation of whatever is visiting me. When we're talking about um, an artistic kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is a lot of my work. A lot of my work is recording. It's creating melodies and harmonies and words and music and all of that. So, so in that case, the 24-7 kind of separates the, um, these are my hours of work. Now, designating time for you is crucially important so i'm not saying that we're ever i i turn it off daily and that happens with my like melanie said the morning routine which is meditation for me every day before i do anything it is a complete shut off of the world of thoughts and i allow myself to rest right after bed or right after i get up I will jump into a meditation before the world has an opportunity to notify me of anything, text messages, emails, phone calls, anything. I will just go directly into my place of rest. And then from there, I gain so much momentum in finding those inspired actions that I will take later in the day. Mm. 
Yeah. And for me, I, so using this time cube, you set, you know, five, 15, 30, 60 minutes, you turn it up. And so I will do my emails for a certain amount of time. I'll work on a project for a certain amount of time. And then, um, sometimes, so I've tried this, I've scheduled, okay, now it's time for me to stop and either, you know, read some news on the internet, grab my book, read a book, do something that is completely separate from work mm-hmm. for 30 minutes to an hour. And I find that I thought this is going to be the answer to everything, right? Nope. It's not for me. I tried to schedule that. I'm going to start reading my book for an hour in between here. My mind is not even on the pages. It's going, it's still going on my work mode. Mm-hmm. So for me, I have to completely um, disconnect and get out. Like so nature, go for a walk yep. or, you know, even when we go out to lunch, I still bring, we bring our planners. I bring my computer. We still do rebel amuse meetings. So, um, rest, <laughs> huh? What is that? <laughs> no, 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 to, we, we do. Yeah, we, we do. do. We, it has to, again, like sleep to me is the most important thing that you can do for your health. Now, movement of your body has to happen every single day for me. Mm -hmm. If I don't move, I'm not well. Um, But yet, if I'm not creating and I'm not, you know, you you said the word hustle. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it can feel like a hustle. But when it's, when you feel inspired to move, then it's kind of like the difference between going to the gym and having to work out or getting to go somewhere and getting to work out getting some movement yeah you know like that mm-hmm. and, and that could be implemented in all the areas of of the business that we do as well yeah um we got right. part two i know we still have more questions but we're gonna we're gonna end it on that one but i do want to end with this actually so let someone know so this is going to be a little a little action point action item for all you listeners out there think of someone who has impacted your life okay Maybe in a small way, maybe in a big way. And if you know who that person is, send them some gratitude. Either if you don't know who the person is or you don't have a way to speak with them, pause in meditation for a few moments and really just extend some love to them. Really, really send it to them. If you can contact them, then do something nice. Maybe it's a card, maybe it's a text, maybe it's a phone call, maybe it's a flower or a gift of some sort. But really reach out and thank someone that has supported you on your journey. It's really important. I love that. Yeah. Good. Thank you for that. You're welcome. All right. uh, We'll talk to you next Monday. All right. Peace. Aloha.